Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana, alongside me today in the virtual world, my brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? I am virtually here. <laughs> well, I'm not here. As you can see, I'm in the heavens above with the light yeah. shining upon me. <laughs> it's almost like we should cue the music, you know what I mean? Like when you're at like Ooh. church. Yeah, something like that. Some church music. <laughs> you know, hey. if anyone doesn't believe that I'm a saint, I mean, I've got the halo now, right? That's just a ball spot, brother. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got a question for you before we get started. Yeah. I've seen a text from you that came through. Uh, you, your, your text was, uh, hey, man, I'm going to go watch the UFC fights uh, at 1 p.m. tomorrow at Hooters if you want to come by and join me. I got the text yesterday at 1.45. Yes, so you got it on Sunday, a whole day later? Well, you put 1 p.m. tomorrow, which I'm, I'm guessing you text me on Friday. Right. Because yeah. the fights were Saturday. Right. All right. So, contrary to popular belief, I tweeted at you and Cousin Jay saying, my phone broke. I never saw that. So, I tweeted that out Thursday, Thursday night. And it was in the middle of the first quarter of the Eagles and Giants game. And so, I tweet that out because my, my phone broke. Like it shattered. It it it. I don't know what the hell happened. I got I got I got into some entanglement, and the phone fell flat on its face on the tile, and that was it. So, yeah. so I didn't get my phone back until Sunday yesterday, like around almost four o'clock, three o'clock, three thirty. Right. So I've never felt more naked in my life than I have these past two or three days. Right. I noticed that you were strangely quiet. Right, yes. And so, and the whole time I'm thinking, my brother and cousin Jay are going to think that, you know, because the Giants lost, I don't yeah. want to text this and that, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I had I had the shit talking in the bag, ready to pop it out, win or lose, right? But I couldn't because I had no phone. So it's funny that I uh, yesterday I, I grabbed my phone and all these text messages are coming through. And I'm like, holy shit, I've never felt more popular in my life than right now. Because my little message thing said like 32. I had 32 messages. And so I see your text and I'm like, oh, man. I was like, shit, that, that would that would have been cool. Because on Saturday, I went to run on the track with my wife and my daughter. I know. <laughs> You ran like for real? I I ran for real, but I really didn't run. I jumped. Okay. Okay, good. I I, I sped walk. There you go. <laughs> I'm the runner here in the family. Yeah, yeah. So I, I well, I ran a whole mile, okay? I ran oh. one whole mile. You know that's four right. laps, not one, right? Four laps. I know. I know. Okay. I ran one lap, but I'm like, oh shit! I ran a mile, and then my wife is like, no, nah, you got to run three more. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> so, so we get back from the track, right? And it's around it's it's around eleven in the morning, and I go real quick to the mall. I go drop off my phone so they can fix it. I come back home, and I'm like, and I I haven't eaten anything, right? And so I'm like, man, I'm I'm fucking hungry. But there's nothing at the house that I really wanted to eat. Right. So I tell my wife, hey, I'm going to Wild Wing Cafe. I'm going to go grab me a cheesesteak from Wild Wing Cafe and two beers. That's exactly what I was going for. And so I get there. The bar is semi-full. The tables are, they're kind of full. Right. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, some college football is going on. I'm sitting there. Next thing you know this elderly lady comes and sits two chairs next to me. Right. And so respecting the whole social distance and stuff. Right? right. 
And so she sits down and, you know, about 10, 15 minutes pass. And she says, are you here for the fights? And I'm like, no, what fights? And she's like, oh, there's UFC on. I'm like, oh, and I noticed that the prelims were on. But at, at that time, I didn't know they were prelims. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I thought, thought that's like replay or something. Or I didn't know what it was, right? I'm, and I tell her, no, I'm not really a fan of UFC. I told her I'll watch the big pay-per-views, you know, here and there. But I'm not really a big fan. <laughs> I, I, I told her I'm, I'm mostly here for the college football and the beer and, and the cheesesteak, right? And she's like, oh, okay, well, tonight is a – well, or today, this afternoon, is a big pay-per-view. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, okay, cool. So time passes by, a couple of minutes, turns into an hour, turns into two hours. Next thing you know, I'm having more than two beers. Right. I'm on my second meal. I'm watching the fights. And I feel at this point, like, I have a date. Because <laughs> this lady... As sweet as she can be. I mean, she was really cool. I, I mean, she's the perfect, she would make the perfect girlfriend because she knew a shitload about sports. She knew her fighters. She knew the UFC. She's from Chicago. Catherine is her name. And I'll tell you what, man, you couldn't have beat this date because I had a fucking ton of fun with her. I didn't know her from a hole in the wall, man. And I ended up, you know, long story short, uh, you know, I ended up staying there for, for the the whole fight. Like, I, I didn't come home till like, 4 o'clock. So, and at this point, mind you, reminder, I had no phone. Oh, so yeah. my, my wife couldn't text me even if she thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yo, man, I, I had a fucking great time. And, I mean, like, we were – we had great conversation. And, I mean, she like I said, she knew her sports, right, at a sports bar. That's fucking great. And I might go there tomorrow again because she said she was going – she was going for two, two for one Tuesday. So I'm like, hey, maybe I, you know, I'll introduce you to my wife and kids. I'm like, yo, lovely lady, man. I had I had a really good time. And 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 then I saw your test yesterday. I'm like, oh shit. That's but, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It ended up working out. So that's awesome. And you know what that you know what that really says? We really need to put the phone down more often. Right? Like bingo. You you might not have had as much of a good time if you're sitting there texting the whole time. You know, your wife wants to know where you are. You're talking shit to us. And there's someone next to you who's, you know, watching the fights and, you know, a, a good time. And you probably miss it because you're on your phone. I make, I try to make it a point when I go out to watch fights and stuff. If I'm by myself, I might look at my phone some. But if I'm out with other people, I put my phone face down and I don't, and I try not to look at it. I try to have fun with the people I'm there with, you know. Like you said, I went to Hooters. A buddy of mine met me there. And, uh, you know, we ate a bunch of food and watched the fights and, you know, talk, shot the breeze and stuff. And he's one of these guys. He's on his phone constantly, right? Yeah. So sometimes I'm like, the hell? So, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe go out without your phone more often or at least put it face down and don't, don't mess with it. We just spend too much time in our phone. We do. No, that, like – jokingly but seriously i i i agree with you yeah that was good that's good hey what speaking of the fights what did you think of the main event uh well i mean i mean all khabib had to do was take him down and then yeah. i'm not even going to try to pronounce the american name I, I, he can't be american with a last name like that how do you pronounce that gaichi yeah he's Genchi. american he's, he's american. american as fuck it's funny. The whole bar obviously was was cheering for him, right. and inside me, I was like, and I, I never watched the guy fight. I mean, I'm I'm going off of Khabib what I've saw in the past, right? right. I'm like, he's not gonna he's not gonna beat Khabib, and then the whole bar just like silence. <laughs> yeah, Khabib is just, I mean, he it's just insane how good he is, and and now it's to the point where his 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 reputation almost makes it easier for him to win, right? Gaethje is, you know, a striker. He's got good leg kicks. He's got good anti-wrestling, right, because he's a wrestler himself. Um, But when you stand in front of Khabib, everybody's so afraid of getting taken down and getting mauled down there that they don't let their hands go. They don't let the kicks go because they're afraid Khabib's going to come under. And it just makes it easier for Khabib. I mean – Khabib actually stood there and struck with him for a while because 
Gaethje did not really throw like Gaethje throws, right? Right. And, um, and I mean, Khabib is just – at this point, Khabib wins almost as much because of his reputation as he does because of his skills. And, and don't get me wrong, he's highly skilled. But – and now he's retired. So yeah, that's the end of that. How, how long does he stay retired? I think he will stay retired. He's a different cat, you know, like he's from Dagestan and he's insanely popular outside of the U S he's insanely popular in Russia, in the middle East. Cause he's Muslim. He's insanely popular. Probably the second most popular Muslim athlete on the planet. Um, the only guy who might be more, more popular is uh, Mo Salah, the, the forward that plays for Liverpool soccer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's made a ton of money, and he probably doesn't need as much money to be a bajillionaire in Dagestan as you would here, right? Like, like if you have $10 million in the bank here, you're just kind of like a millionaire, kind of like a shrug of the shoulders millionaire. $10 million right. in Dagestan, you're probably like Bill Gates, right? Like you're that kind yeah. of rich. And, um, you know, his comments about, uh, you know, his dad passed away not too long ago. And he promised his mom that he wasn't going to do this anymore without his dad. And, uh, and, you know, he's married. I don't know if he has kids. I don't think he does. But, you know, he's probably at that age where he's probably thinking about having kids and whatnot. And so I think he doesn't really need to fight. He's not, he's not concerned. If the UFC were ever able to put together the fight with him and George St. Pierre, um, I think he might do that, but I don't think he will. And, and I, and I, and I don't think the UFC really wants to do it because a, they wouldn't want to do it for the belt because they don't want St. Pierre and now even Khabib, right. To win and dip out. There's nothing worse than having your, your champion, you know, win a belt and then say sayonara. Um, right. So they wouldn't make it for a belt. And if it's not for a belt, I don't know that the UFC is just really not inclined in doing the whole super fight for just for big namesake. You know, they want to they want to continue to put the value on their belts. And so they don't they don't they don't do that. So I think he's I think he's retired for good. I think he'll stay retired for a little bit, you know. I think with time, everything heals, mm-hmm. you know, and that maybe at some point his mom and him will sit down and, you know, he'll have the urge to fight or somebody may call him out or something or for the right for the right price, you know, he may come back and, and fight maybe a couple years down the line or whatever. And I think it would be pretty cool if he does come back and his mom is in the corner next time. I think that would be pretty cool. No, seriously, I that think would that would be, be awesome, you know. Yeah, but I think you're right. Part of me says, you know, he had he has strong uh, family values. Yeah, that he, you know, he wants to keep his word to to his mother, right? So, you know, I can I can see him being retired for good too. Yeah, and I mean he's he's one of the best fighters ever. He's you know he's obviously got a place in history. He's got a place in that conversation of the best MMA fighter ever. Um, yeah. He's up there with John Jones and George St. Pierre. I mean, he's in that conversation now. He's beaten everybody. He's hasn't lost a round. I mean, he's lost. I think they say he's lost one round. Damn. You know, which is kind of insane. 29 fights. That's a lot. Yeah. You know, even even if they only go two rounds, to lose only one round in 58 rounds is that's pretty amazing. Yeah, that's insane. It's, it's just incredible. Is it? His wrestling is just it's just at a different I mean it's just insane how good he is, how strong he is. Every single guy that loses to him, when they ask him what they thought about him or what surprised them, they're always surprised at how strong he is. And I'm like to me cuz you know cuz he's not like one of these big muscled up guys, right? But apparently yeah. there's something about him. Uh I heard an interview with Ally Aquinta, a guy who fought Khabib and lost. He said he weighs a hundred, you know, he weighs in at 155 on Friday. On fight night, he's probably 175 because he cuts a lot of weight to get down. He probably weighs 175. But when he's on top of you, it feels like 600 pounds. Damn. Wrestling strength, man. Yeah. Well, 
Moving on from one champion to one about to be champion. The World Series, the Dodgers and the Rays. I'll tell you what, we just had game five last night. The Dodgers are up 3-2. This series has been wildly entertaining. And I don't know about you, but at 3-2 Dodgers, I don't think it's over. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Dodgers are going to win this thing. It, it, I mean, they are in a fight with the, uh, with the Tampa Bay Rays. The Rays are not going to go away quietly. No, it doesn't seem like it. Um, I do think the Dodgers are, you know, I, we, we said it last week, you know, like they, of course, they both want to win, right? But I, I just feel like the Dodgers are now, they're right there. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's no, it feels like there's nothing that can stop them from winning this. Like, I think they win game six. I mean, they're, they're, it's a different type of team. You know what I mean? Like they, they just look a little more, their goal is just a little different. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know. I would, I would kind of agree with you about the Dodgers winning, except for one thing, the pitching really kind of sets up better for the Rays at this point. So in spite of being down 3-2, they've got Blake Snell going in game six, Charlie Morton going in game seven. The Dodgers apparently are going to take game six to be a bullpen day, and then right. they'll come back with Walker Bueller on, on, in, in, a, in a possible game seven. And I think that might, be, that might very well be the difference, man. Charlie Morton is a probably one of the most – the best clutch pitchers we've seen in a long time. He did it with the Astros in 2017. He's done it again this year with the Rays. And if I'm the Rays, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thinking this is over. You know, it's not like they've gotten, they haven't gotten their doors blown off in any single game. They've been in every single game. And, uh, you know, with, with those two starters coming up and the other thing, the the you know the Dodgers bullpen has been good, but they've used it a lot, probably more than they really would have wanted. Um, yeah. Kenley Jansen does not look like he's going to be effective against this Rays lineup. Dustin May had a great outing last night in relief, but you know now they've seen him a couple times. What you know what what could happen with him? Uh, you know if he comes you know in a game and. The only other guy really is Arias. And so it's, it looks, I almost dare to say it looks dicey for the Dodgers. How is that possible, right? When you're up 3-2, it looks dicey for the other guy. But to me, it actually looks a little scarier for the Dodgers. If I'm a Dodgers fan, I'm not comfortable at all. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it does, the pitching matchups do set up well for, for the Rays. But, you know, I, I, we, we've talked about it before. I, the Dodgers lineup is just too clutch, man. They, they, I mean, how many two are they? How many two out RBIs have they gotten? I mean, this postseason they keep on bringing up that stat during the World Series, and every time they bring it up, you think that's a a, a jinx, and it's not. Like it's they they just they get the two again. out hits, and it's it's been Max Muncie, it's been Jock Peterson yesterday, it's been uh, it, it's been Bellinger, Corey Seager has has continued his high hitting. Uh, they just Austin Barnes, the catcher. I mean, he's he's been playing well, and they're not only beating the Rays. You know, the three games, even all five games, it hasn't been by the home. You know, only by the long ball. Like they're playing small ball. Yeah. So I I just think their lineup is is just too deep, too deep. Yeah, it's, at the end of the day, it's crazy. Um, it, it almost it almost feels like the Dodgers should have won this series already. When you talk about all the runs that they've scored with two outs and the lineup and the pitching, and I'm telling you, that that almost scares me. It almost scares me because it feels like they should have won five of these, uh, you know, four of these five games already, and yet here we are 3-2, and the pitching matchups don't don't really come in their favor uh, going forward. It, I'm telling you, it's scary. And for me, as a as a as a as a fan of baseball, without a dog in the fight, I am really looking forward to tomorrow night 
I'm really looking forward to Wednesday night because I think we're going to have a game seven. Man, and if it goes seven, I mean, fuck, how could you not trust Walker Bueller? The guy has been pitching lights out this postseason, man. Yeah. I mean, his postseason career, he's got like crazy numbers. I mean, he's been really, really good. Him in his fucking tight pants. He's been really good. <laughs> is there anyone that wears tighter pants than Walker Bueller? He really is a walking fashion statement, right? He's got the bright blue glove, the tight pants. I mean, it almost looks like they're tapered, huh? It's like it's they like he's be. going from the ballpark straight to the club. Yeah, yeah. He might he change his shirt. Play. He just needs the collared shirt, you know, with the 747 Bowen collar, you know, yeah. and on the on the button down, and he's ready. I feel like after the game, he just, you know, takes off his shirt. Puts a little dash of cologne, puts on a new shirt, and off to the club he goes. <laughs> like, if, like if they win, he's not going to say, I'm going to Disneyland. He's going to say, I'm going to fucking catch some Saturday Night Fever. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go do a little dancing tonight. Yeah. So you think the Dodgers uh, sew it up tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, the way the way the Rays won Game Four. I mean, I, I said Dodgers in five. It, it, this series should be over already. The, the, the Rays, the Rays got one. The Rays squeaked one out, and that's that cool. Was... That's good. They, they earned it. They earned it. They they, they capitalized on, on the mistake. I, I don't I don't think the the Dodgers forgive them in Game Six. I tell you what, that Game Four was something else. That was. That last inning, that last half inning, well, the whole game, right? They were just the back and forth, huh? Yeah, the whole game because it, it like it felt like from innings four or five and on, it was just a tennis match. Yeah, it kept going back and forth. Yeah, and that and that play, that last play in the game, you know, the the Dodgers really make two errors on that play, and I mean the game was tied. They, they, right, they, I don't think Taylor was going to get the lead runner at the plate anyway. So the game was tied. We were going to keep going. But then, you know, the mistake by Taylor in, in center field and then the, the catcher, the, you know, if, if a Rosarena doesn't fall, a Rosarena is probably out. The catcher probably catches the ball, does a sweep tag, and gets him. We even had an attempted steal of home last night. Did you see that? I mean, it's just yeah, – yeah. this series has just been – it's been incredible. It's been a great series by both teams. Um, I just feel like the pitching just – the pitching really scares me for the Dodgers. Yeah. But it'll be fun. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. I don't know. I, I'm glad Kershaw turned in two really good outings. He's had a really good postseason. He, ha- he has, he has, he has. Because look, if, if, if even if the Dodgers won the games that he pitched in the World Series, but he didn't pitch him as as good as you know everyone expects him to. Mm-hmm. But the guy could is an eight-time All-Star, three-time Cy Young Award winner, one MVP. People were gonna talk about how he doesn't pitch well in the postseason. That's yeah. what people were going to talk about. That's what I was going to talk about because I think the greats need to step up in great situations like the World Series. So I'm glad he, um, you know, he got to, 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 to pitch well. Yeah, he, he has pitched masterfully. I didn't think they should have taken him out last night when they did. But, I mean, I, I have no complaints about his performance. I mean, he's been – He's been nails, and he's been really good in the World Series, but really he's been good throughout the playoffs. Um, right. You know, you, you kind of feel like he's not even a number two anymore, but he has, he has really shown out in these, um, in these playoffs. Uh, going on to uh, football, so we had week seven of the uh, NFL season. i tell you what. There's two things you can count on every week in the NFL. You can count on a trash Thursday night game, and you can count on a super exciting, fun Sunday night game. It seems like they've scheduled it with, you know, like they have ESP. They just know these two teams suck. 
We're going to put them on Thursday night, and it's going to be an unwatchable game. And we'll put these two teams on Sunday night, and it'll be a great game, and we'll have an outstanding performance by both teams. And this week, we got exactly that. Thursday night, garbage. Last night. That game was pretty good. Huh? Actually, the Thursday night game ended up being not a bad game, except for the result. Bad. But, I mean, a, it ended up being a decent game. It was a bad game. I mean, it was pretty bad throughout. And then it got worse at the end because one team just folded. With an 11-point yeah. lead, they just they just folded. And they just they let the Eagles come back and, and win that game. And the Eagles look like garbage throughout. I don't think I don't think the Thursday night game was that bad. I think we've seen worse. Well, yeah, but that one was all right. The Sunday night game was was fabulous. Is is there ever a prime time Seahawks game that is not exciting? That is not controversial? Like seriously, every prime time game that they play in is just there's it, it, there's always something going on. Yeah. They need to put the what they need to do is they need to put the Seahawks on Thursday night, and then the Thursday night game will be good, right? Yeah, because you're right. If they're on prime time, it's an incredible game. And and last night was no different. Just an incredible football game by the Cardinals and the Seahawks, and the Cardinals squeaked that one out. I tell you what, I'm sure the rest of the NFC was pretty happy that. that Arizona did that because, you know, the, the, the Seahawks were not, I won't say running away with the, with the NFC, but you know, they'd have been six and L the only undefeated team in the NFC. And uh, you know, that, that would have been hard to uh, hard to match. Uh, Speaking of undefeated, you did not give this team any credit before the season started. I'm still not going to. You, in fact, I think I saw a tweet where you were still calling them pretenders. Pretenders, that's right. You are, my friend, you are dead wrong. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a contender. And let me tell you this, not only are they a contender, they are a very serious contender. Offensively, they can put up points with the best of them. And defensively, they're not bad. And so... While I still think the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC, the St- if the Steelers and the Chiefs meet in the playoffs, I'm telling you we're in for a dandy of a game and not an easy win for, for the Chiefs that they have to meet, meet up with the Steelers at some point. Yeah, I, I'll wait a little more. I'll wait a little wait. longer to, uh, until to the get season's the over. Uh, right now, I, I, I'm still not believing in them. Oh. So, you know. That was another good game. That first that was a drive. good win for them, though. Huh? That was a good win. That was a yeah. good win against the Titans. Yeah, absolutely. That first drive that they put on Tennessee, I mean, 100 yards of offense, right, because the penalties push you back a little bit. They ended up 100 yards of offense, and it was a nine-and-a-half-minute drive. I mean, they basically ate up the entire first quarter. I mean, it was – I saw that, and I was like, well, hello there. Yeah. They, they are – I think they're for real. Huh? They still gave up a 20-point lead. Uh, No, they didn't give it up because they won. Well, no, they gave it up because it it, it wasn't there anymore. No, they didn't give it up. up. Giving up a 20-point lead means you fall behind at some point. They never fell behind. That's not true. When you give up something, give up your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you no longer have it. No, no, they gave up three quarters or seven eighths of the peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but they still had that little piece left, the three points that they won by. <laughs> because of a missed field goal. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they, hey, look, Tennessee never tied that game, so they didn't give up a 20-point lead. They only gave up 17 points worth. Oh, okay, okay. They only gave right, well, up 5% of their lead. Well, I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm, I, need, I, need, I need to see more. I need to see more from the Steelers. Hey, well, going back on the, uh, on the Cardinals real quick. Yeah. 
that's a stingy fucking defense. You Cardinal fans need to be excited because that's a real stingy defense. They're often – I mean, this kid, Kyler Murray, obviously, I think – is showing that size doesn't matter Man, when it comes to right like russell wilson defeated those odds i think drew Brees has defeated those odds uh you know every five seven kid that is planning to become a nfl quarterback uh, don't give up because obviously you know you can make something out of uh out of nothing out of nothing but the Cardinals got a good defense, man. I mean, to to make to have Russell Wilson throw three interceptions, although you know he still had like three touchdowns and whatever, three hundred yards passing. But I mean, it, it, he looked uncomfortable there at times. You know what I mean? Yeah. And here's the scary thing. I mean, we had you're saying they have a good defense. There was a thousand yards of offense in that game. Both yeah. teams went over five hundred yards of offense. But you're right. I do think that the Cardinals have a good defense. And Kyler Murray is – look, Car- Kyler Murray has some weapons now, so he, it's not all on him. He's got DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald. That guy, he's not going to go for 100 catches and, and 1,500 yards anymore. But, man, he's still solid. He's still a good a, a good receiver to have on the field. He'll bail you out when you get into trouble. Um, the running game is not bad. It, you know, that offense looks – looks good and look they put 37 on a Seahawks defense that isn't bad itself right yeah definitely Um, what did you think everybody in the NFC everybody in the NFC West is over 500 and I think would make the playoffs right now if they were to start today uh pretty which is pretty uh pretty insane yeah yeah and quite frankly, they all should make the playoffs and they should take a spot away from the NFC East. That should happen, yes. That is – I mean, it is – the NFC East is – on a week like on a week like this where they all played division games, right? So you had the Giants play the Eagles on Thursday night and then the Cowboys and the, Red, and the Washington football team played yesterday. Oh, my God. That's unwatchable. That's unwatchable. I mean, if you had, I don't know, if you had, I don't want to say anything disparaging, but if you had the blind football league, it would be more watchable than that. I mean, it was terrible, terrible. What That Cowboys team is a mess, and I think it starts at the top. McCarthy's not going to make it. McCarthy may not make it through the season. He may get fired before the season's over. That team has quit. That team has completely quit. When an opposing player puts a dirty hit like that on your quarterback, I don't care if it's Dak Prescott, the backup, or the, or the third-string guy, who I don't even know his name, but when, when a, an opposing player does that to your quarterback and no one does anything, no one says anything, no one gets in his face, there's no, there's no impending fight, nothing, that team has quit. And they've quit on McCarthy. And I don't know what McCarthy has done in that locker room to lose a team so fast. But they've checked out. They've absolutely checked out. Yeah, I found found that mind-blowing, too, that not one player went over to the the Washington guy and said anything. I mean, I would have been shoving and punching. I mean, at least say something. Get in his face, right? But – I don't know what to say. I don't know. And that hit, but yeah, you're right. It starts at the top. Yeah, and that hit was a dirty. And Would that guy, that guy needs to get suspended. Huh? He's not getting suspended. I don't understand yeah. that. I don't understand that at all. That guy needs to be suspended ASAP. I agree. Absolutely. Uh, did, you see the, we got? Did, you, did you see the Falcons found another way to lose, even though they scored? You know, we like, saw it twice this weekend. We saw it twice. It happened in, in college football, too. Penn State. Oh, I didn't see that. Same thing. Uh, the first down was on the four, 
and the Penn State guy easily got the first down. They weren't letting him score. They just opened up a big hole. He went, and he tried to stop like he remembered at the very last second, and he ended up falling into the end zone. And then Indiana came back, scored a touchdown, tied it up, went into overtime, and and uh, and Indiana won. Um, yeah, the Falcons, you can't blame Quinn. No, you can't blame <laughs> But they're still finding – he must have left a certain playbook in there on how to lose games. Yeah, he definitely left a losing aura in, uh, in Atlanta because, god damn, I don't It's incredible. Understand. It's incredible. They're, they're, they, seem to be, they seem to be going out of their way to lose games. Yeah. Against yeah. a Lions team that's not very good. What other game was good? So everybody's, uh, you know, on the Bucks bandwagon now, I guess, because, you know, t- see, today's definitely an overreaction day because people are just gushing over Tom Brady. And now they signed Antonio Brown, which I don't think he's going to have a huge effect because. No, that offense was fine without him. I mean, he's supposed to play for, uh, in, I guess, in two weeks against the Saints on Sunday night football. That should be a good game. Yeah. But I don't know. Look, I'm I holding know. my horses on the Buccaneers too. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not overreacting. But I mean, I told you before the season started, I thought the Buccaneers would be a good team because, again, if you were eight and eight with a quarterback throwing thirty, count them, thirty interceptions. And now you get the greatest of all time to be your quarterback. I mean, you got to be better than eight and eight. They're five and two. Looks like they're going to be better than eight and eight. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying they're going to win the whole thing, but not looking bad. They look like a good football team, which is what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In the AFC, you got the, um, the Bills in a close one with the Jets. Eight points is considered close when you're the Jets. There's another team that has mailed it in. <laughs> um, but now the Bills, especially with the with the trials and tribulations of the Patriots, the Bills have a two-game lead uh, on the Dolphins and a three-game lead on the on the Patriots in the win column. Now the Bills look like they're going to win that division. And uh, they have not been overly impressive the last two weeks, but five and two is five and two. And yeah, you know, maybe they're not world beaters, but they're going to be a, they're going to be a problem and they're going to make the playoffs so they can get themselves healthy and, and do something in the, uh, in the playoffs, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, they still, they still have, you know, they still got to play. They got the luxury of playing, within the division still. So that's going to, you know, a few, few more wins for them. Maybe they, they can they can creep up and get a uh, one of the buys. Well, there's only one buy, right? Well, there's, there's only one buy? Right, because they've added a playoff well, team. Well, the top seed. Right. And that's going to be – I mean, I can't imagine – look, you've got the, the Steelers at 6-0, and the Ravens at 5-1, and the Titans at 5-1, and the Chiefs at 6-1. and so you've got four teams there with one loss or less. The Bills have two losses. Their schedule's not that easy the rest of the way. I mean, granted, their division games are pretty easy, but, you know, I don't know that they'll make it to the top spot. But it should be interesting, right, because with only one team getting a bye, you figure the Steelers and the Ravens will kind of beat each other up, but then the Titans and the Chiefs, they pretty much got to go, you know, pedal to the metal the whole way because – that bye week is a big deal. Yeah, see, the reason I, I don't think the Steelers will will keep that number one spot, they still got to play the Ravens. They still have to play a Browns team that is finding ways to win now, that is playing a lot better. And they got to play the Bengals, who, who can put up a lot of points. So, you know, it's not going to be – you know, they're not, they're not going to have it as easy as, as the Chiefs have it. It's, that's just no. my opinion. Not as easy as the Chiefs, but look, the Ravens are their only competition. Cleveland looks – I mean, Cleveland's gotten lucky. Let's face it. 
They, 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 yeah, but you know they, how those division games look. You can be zero and ten and ten and zero and playing within the division, and you lose. The zero and ten team will win. It's those division games are are are, are tough sometimes. You know. Yeah, no. And the Browns. But now they got you know, the Browns now have OBJ is probably done for the season, right? I think he tore his ACL, so he's done for the year. Baker Mayfield. I mean, Baker still doesn't. I don't know. He's not doing it for me. I still see a lot of problems. He still makes very poor decisions. He's got weapons, and he, he's still making bad decisions. And their wins are against Cincinnati. Uh, here, hold on. They beat Cincinnati. I know they beat Dallas. They've got some soft wins in there. So, yeah, they're 5-2, and two, but look, they beat Ooh, the, the Bengals. Huh? The Steelers do too. The best team they face so far is the Titans. And they, they play nobody. And they, and they beat them. And they beat them handily. The Browns have beat barely. The Listen, the Browns have beat the Bengals twice, right? Both games, close games against the Bengals team. That's not good. They've beaten Washington and the Cowboys. They four of their wins are trash, bro. The only team that the fucking Steelers have beaten, and they barely beat it because of a missed field goal, was the Titans. They played the Giants, the Broncos, the Texans, the Eagles, and the Browns. So, the I Texans mean, are a better team than their record, right? They're the best one in six team out there. <laughs> I, I don't know about now. Maybe the last two years. I don't know about this year, bro. Yeah, look, they're the best one in six team in the NFL, right? I mean, are they not? Not this year. And look, the Steelers have already beat the brakes off the Browns. Huh? The Steelers have already beat the brakes off the Browns. Yeah, but now that's that's early in the season. Now the 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 Browns have kind of found their their mojo. Yeah, because they played a bunch of crappy teams. That's not most. That's favorable scheduling. So the outside teams looking in in the AFC. Yeah. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. There you go. Shit, we're not even talking about Indianapolis, and they're four and two. Well, I, I told you. I told you about Indianapolis. Two more wins, and my record is good. <laughs> well, fuck, I can't pull it up now. Let's see. So you got the Steelers, the Chiefs, the Titans, and the Bills as division winners. Then you'd have the Ravens, the Browns, and the Colts as a wild card. And then you've got the Dolphins at 3-3, three and three, the Raiders at 3-3, three and three, and then Chargers, Broncos, and Patriots at 2-4 and four on the outside looking in. Man, that almost, I still think the Raiders could sneak in there. The, the Raiders could get hot. The Raiders are not a bad football team. They've had a couple of hiccups, but they also have a tougher schedule, I think. Yeah. So it should be fun to see them going forward. Uh, the Texans, Jaguars, and Jets, Bengals, those four teams. Look, they, the Jets have mailed it in. The Texans look like they've mailed it in. And the Jaguars are not very good. So, And the Bengals are not very good. No, nah, no. Although Burrow is playing great football for, for a rookie. Yeah, there's a promising future there. But, this is, but it is the future. It's not this year. We'll see. We'll see. You know, right now they're playing a lot from behind, so his numbers are going to be very passer friendly. Right. You know. Yeah. So let's see when when you know things are kind of they're put in different situations. See how he responds yeah. to that. That defense is is not good. No. The NFC looks pretty interesting too. You've got the Bears and the Seahawks at five and one. The Buccaneers at five and two. Someone's got to come out of the NFC East. We won't even talk about that division. So those would be your four division winners, and then you'd have the Seahawks at five and one, Packers at five and one, and the Cardinals at five and two. 
followed very closely by the Rams at four and two, the Saints at four and two, and San Francisco at four and three. I mean, that's the playoff rush in the NFC is going to be fantastic because there's a lot of good football teams, and one of those spots is kind of pissed away with the NFC East. It's going to be quite interesting. I think, I think the Niners are man. The Niners just keep getting bit by the injury bug. Uh, they had another running back go down. Uh, what's his name? Mostert. 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 Yeah, he went down. So the the injuries are just killing the Niners. I don't think they're going to be able to sustain it. But the rest, man, that's a tough that's a tough go. Critical game tonight between the Bears and the Rams. Who do you think wins that game tonight? Uh, I think the Rams win. I don't know. The Bears, you know, they're playing well. They're finding ways to win. I think it's only so long uh, St. Nick can save them. Yeah, you know, and we were you were talking earlier about pretenders. To me, the Bears, pretender. Yeah. It's only a matter of time before reality catches up with them. Man, the, the 49ers, you know, they're, they're on the outside looking in, but they got the, the strength of schedule is the easiest right now. Win yeah, percentage but- of 380. The injuries are killing that team. Well, you know, I mean, they still have to play the rest of the uh, NFC East, so those are wins right there that well, you know they, you don't. Well, hold on, they've already they've already played all of them. Well, they played. Oh, Ma- have they? They played Miami. They played the Jets, and they played New England. No, Indiana. the NFC East. Oh, the NFC East. Well, there's there's a bunch of wins right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they already beat the uh, the Giants, so I mean, you might as well. Chalk up another three wins for them. Oh yeah, I've been I've been doing this math right. There's twelve. Oh, well, they, oh wait, they lost to the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, they did a couple weeks ago. They lost to the Eagles. Wow. I've I've been doing this math right. So each team plays sixteen games in the NFC East, right? But right. twelve of the, every team is going to play each other, right? So there's 24 games on the schedule for those teams between them. So that's 12 wins right there, right? How many more wins are they going to get outside of the division? I I don't I don't even think they're going to get 12 wins outside of the division. They're going to have more wins in their division games than outside. I mean, that's very at this point that's very possible. That's when you think about that, damn, it's bad. The, you know, the only reason that one of those teams is going to make it to three wins next week is because the Cowboys and the Eagles play each other. <laughs> Otherwise, they might be like two and five going into week eight or week nine. And that tie may end up saving the, the uh, Eagles. That may be the difference. That may absolutely yeah. be the difference. You know, in most years, a tie would be – really considered half a loss. But in this year, right. it's half a win. <laughs> yeah. In a division that bad, it's half a win. It's amazing. They hold the four seed right now. And they would host they would host a playoff game. That is tragic. Although you know Who for the five play? seed, you really want to be if you can't win your division you want to be the best wild card because you got an easy win in that first round of the playoffs. That's right. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. All right, man. You got anything else? Uh, uh, no, that's it, man. Another pod in the books. Another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. <clears throat> As always, folks. Hey, man, you need to- I was going to say, you need to catch up on the, uh, you know, against the spread challenge on ESPN. Yeah, well, you had one really good week, and then I had one really bad week, and now I'm way behind. Yeah, you're way behind. There's there's plenty to go, my friend. I need to start betting these games, but I'm afraid if once I start doing that, I'll start losing. Exactly. Are you above 500? On this challenge? Yeah. Because it counts wins, but it doesn't have it doesn't count be. losses. Hmm. I, sh- I I don't know. I should be. I think I am. You got to go back and check and see if you if you can be above five hundred for a season. That's well, how good. many games 
15 games? No. Well, there's 16 games? 16 games a week, but now that we get – now the teams are getting bye weeks, you know, you're getting 14, maybe 13, maybe 15, usually 14. I think that week of, I think that week of 11 helped me out because I've been around seven and eight, two sixes here and there, and then that 11. So I, I might be hovering 500. I, I think I think I've got – I don't think I've made more than – I don't think I've gone past eight. And I had one was like four. Yeah. That's it's not, not easy betting against the spread. Huh? It's not easy betting against the spread. It's amazing to me how often Vegas gets it right. Or, you know, like yeah. really damn close. It's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> All righty, folks, as always, if you want to reach out to the show, you can – Email the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of Alex, Alex, my friend, how do they do that? On Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. I'm glad you're not in Twitter jail. If you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter as well, at emontana21. You got anything else to say? Uh, nah, man, just uh, tune in next week and go catch all the episodes that you've missed that's right if you've been following me on twitter you've seen it in the last week i've been putting out a message about how many days until election day and i'm gonna say it now here i don't care if you vote or don't vote we are coming close to an election that will change our country all i have to say is this i love you all regardless of race creed or color and at the end of the day We are all Americans. We are one. Let's be united as one. We are the United States of America. Let's be united. Let's be Americans at the end of the day. So with that, ignore the negativity. Be the positivity. Peace.